Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Tubby Talk, filmed right here in the Tubby Robot in Maniunk, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am Terry from Terry Leahy Films, and the boys? I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And they are from the Tubby Robot. In fact, they are the purveyors of this fine establishment where you should come and talk video games and eat ice cream every day. <laughs> All the time. Today on this show where we talk about gaming and things, we're going to talk about uh, something special to me, which is the music of gaming. Now this topic could be massive, obviously, but the thing that I would like to start on is when I think of music of gaming, I think back to those classic games when I'm thinking of the music. I accept that music today is amazing and orchestral and you can do anything on an album you can put in a game now. But back then, you just said beep boop beep ba deep ba doo doo. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the scores that they made back then had a lasting effect on us as gamers and as people. Yeah. Talk about some of your favorite 8-bit tunes. Hmm, 8-bit. I'm drawn immediately to DuckTales. Mm -hmm. Very which was nice. a, a seminal platformer. Um, I think one of the first platformers from the Disney Afternoon to like blow up, because they had a Tailspin game. With The theme from Tailspin was the theme for the game, I believe. And also Chip and Dale, they had a little chip tune version of Chip, 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 Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers at the beginning. And then DuckTales had, like, as you know, widely known orchestral themes, orchestral soundings, sounding themes, on that 8-bit hardware, that word. Unrivaled to this day. Yeah. 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 Well, they used the theme song on the the intro page, yeah. but then the rest of it was original compositions that were made specifically for Apeit, um, and they were great. Yeah, they're all original. Yeah. The moon theme is still widely regarded as one of the best like video game. Music I remember games. that. Yeah. I yeah. remember that, and just bouncing really high off of the cane. <laughs> so they remade that game recently. Did they, they keep the scores intact? They they re uh, they basically uh, or orchestrated them. Yeah. They took the same score and then like let's make this them again. Yeah. it's wonderful. It, they did a great job. Yeah, I mean it's going from Disney, Disney, Capcom really knocked it out of the park a couple for, of times. Yeah, a lot of a games. While. You can't really name a bad uh, bad music game from Capcom in the NES days. Like they were all good. Capcom, yeah, did, Mega Man, Mega, Mega Man, Man Two, which is well, there's three. the beginning. That, right. That's when yeah. I was the, for the first time I was like, dude, this is real music. And they did all the Disney games back then. Um, they did a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah and Me Mega Man 2 was basically like hard rock, metal, mm -hmm. the whole way through, but 8-bit. Uh, and, and those tunes endured to this day. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, I, uh, the, the nerdiest thing I do in my life is when I go to the gym and work out, I am listening to metal covers of classic 8-bit nice. gaming songs. Because it gets me jacked up. It gets me so pumped up to listen to Quick Man Stage or just the intro to Mega Man 2 coming up the tower. Oh, yeah. And getting it, like, really kicking in before you finally see who's up there at the top. It's that, awesome. That one gives me goosebumps still. I think it's one of the best <laughs> intro themes of all time. Like, it starts out slow, yeah. and then it builds, and it, you know, visually builds as mm -hmm. well. Like, literally up and up a skyscraper. Yeah. And then at the top, it comes to a crescendo. You see Mega Man with no hat on, with his hair flowing in the wind. Yep. Yeah, it's incredibly metal. So I went back to that, and I was like, you know... I've played a lot of games. Game music has gotten a lot, you know, more in depth since then. It probably won't have the effect it still had, had it still does. It's even more strong. Yo, now. just just thinking about it. Just thinking. Yeah, the first I time mean, I played Mega Man Two, and I just watched it. Like it makes you want to just jump up and start running and fighting. It's good. Think about this though. We are remembering orchestral movements better than we are like classic pop songs. Oh yeah. Most people know all that stuff, but man, if you play even like 
Four Name chords. that tune in two notes. Oh my god. You know. I could do that all day. <laughs> One of my favorites is the Castlevania series music is intense. Like that first vampire killer, you know, walking up to see it. Go ahead. Dude. I, I, I always forget the name of this is vampire killer or not. He had one of the piano intro. So the one you're singing is my favorite, and that's yeah, that's not vampire killer. Okay, you know the name of that one. It's a horrid, horrid game, Simon's Quest. It is. But that music was so great. That is the best. I mean, I would sit there and watch the intro screen because I'm not playing the damn game. This is too hard and too difficult. Day changes to night, and it, it has to pull up a block and tell you that it's going hey, on. It's a horrible night to have a curse. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so you need to know. Yeah. Very nice. But, Very nice. But speaking of that, and you're talking about um, metal covers of the Mega Man 2-like theme, there's a band called the Megas mm -hmm. that me and Chris are huge into. We're huge fans. Yeah, so if you're watching this, Megas, awesome. Please come play <laughs> Philly again. I miss you every time you play Philly, but come by again. We're going to be there. And come by the shop. It's awesome. So they do basically a rock opera of of the Mega Man 2 soundtrack is one of their yeah. albums. And then they did the Mega Man and 3, 3 soundtrack. soundtrack. And a two-part album recently, which was really, really awesome. So like all those tunes, they reimagine it as like kind of proggy rock. Okay. But it's, and then add lyrics and add like motivations to the characters. There's Wait, multiple viewpoints. Yes, yeah, so they're all lyrics. So it's a rock opera. So the first Mega Man 2 album, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it starts off with like Dr. Light singing like about, about the intro. That's about over like the stage like theme, about yeah. creating him. And then each of the bosses have their own, their, their theme, they're singing along. From to, their perspective. Yeah, from their perspective. So about like the fight with Mega Man, about who they are, about Dr. Wiley making them, how they feel about. Mm -hmm. So they each have their own theme and it's, it's wonderful. And it's all done to the same melodies from the game from their stages. So yeah. they, they basically add words to that and add backstory and add all this stuff that you really, you never, it's really imaginative actually. It's, so it's they amazing. change the singer for each boss? No. No, <laughs> same singer, but I was gonna say, there's two singers in yeah, there. Yeah, okay, there's two singers. There's two singers. But they're really good at, embodying who they are like for instance airman in that one he's very like not to say emo but he's kind of emo <laughs> and he's kind of like this power i have i don't know what to do with it i can't i have to keep everyone's arms length because i blow everyone away and he's like i just kind of <laughs> want to destroy the world and like he's just like very like angry and upset and doesn't know sure. what to do with himself and then you have like um quick man who sees himself as kind of like the sheriff in this town like like in the in this western town has like western twang to it the music yeah and mega man's like the like Doc Holiday coming up for the battle of the OK Corral. That's awesome. And he's just kind of from his viewpoint, he's like, I gotta get ready because I'm the quickest draw there is. And the Mega Man comes in and just wrecks him. And you just hear his like internal monologues. He's like, Oh, I'm not the quickest there is. Yeah. It's Me but and then there's Crash Man, who the whole thing is he's like, I forget his. You oh, probably well, his so the only way getting to through Doctor Wiley's castle at some points is to use Crash Man's weapon. Yes. Uh, and so the whole song is about Crashman being actually on Mega Man's side and saying, you need to use my weapon to get through and I'm going to take a fall so that you can take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, so like, he's like the second to last or the, maybe the last song. Yeah. So like up until then, there's like defiance against Mega Man. Yeah. And it gets like less and less. And then there's, I think, Woodman who's like, I'm the joke. They think I'm the joke, but I'm going to really take down Mega Man. Well, it's Bubble Man. Oh, there's a Bubble Man, yeah. And then it goes, it like, they get more and more like demoralized as the ones before them are getting taken down. They're brothers, the Ruat brothers. And then he's just kind of like, you, you, you need me. Let's help each other. And I'll take the fall because I believe in you now. You beat my brothers, but you've earned it. Like, if you like Mega Man 2 and I'll yeah. check out The Megas Get Equipped is this album we're talking about. They have another one about Mega Man 3, two others about Mega Man 3. 
Also Ooh. excellent. Yeah. yeah, called History Repeating. Was one from Proto one, Man? One and two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. I love Proto Man. <laughs> the song from Proto Man. They add all this Proto Man lore, and it's incredible. So many songs from Proto yeah. Man's perspective. One is about, like, the line that gets me is, like, uh, you took parts from me to build him, and why is he your favorite son? Look, yes. at, look at how excited we are right now. Like, this is a big deal. Yeah, and then, and also, I'll bring them up now because Castlevania, they did, they have a side project they just started, hopefully they continue with, called the Belmonts. Oh, oh yeah, 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 it's not much it's the Belmonts, where they do three songs. The Vampire Killer, the song from t um, two, Catherine mm -hmm. two, and I forget the other ones are from and one. They're kind of like eighties pop yeah, inspired. They're, yeah, they're eighties like synth style. Cool, but they're like dark, like dark songs about being a vampire. The one with the Catherine two theme is called Horrible Night to Have a Curse. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the chorus and it leads into that, but everything's very heavy and like or it has like organs. Sure. Like synthesized organs, but it sounds amazing. Well, it's amazing that there's these bands taking these songs from 30 years ago in yeah. all yeah. cases and still to this day reimagining them. Like that really speaks to the power of those 8 bit tunes. Yeah, and it was one guy on a keyboard. Yo, well, yeah. one, I, I believe it was a lady who did all the music. From Big Man 2, yeah. It was a yeah. lady. I forget her name. I used to know her name recently, but. Yeah, yes, I did. remember they were excited because she came back to do some of the tracks for Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, um, they which, they had like five which, different. Which people. which is not a good game. Not a good game, sadly. But the music was pretty good. From the <laughs> tracks I've heard, they were really good. Well, if we're talking about composers, we can't go without mentioning Koji Kondo. Correct. Who is the daddy of the Mario Brothers theme. Yep. Which is arguably the most iconic theme in video games. Yeah, I mean, all the music in that game. It'd be hard to argue something's more iconic than that one. That or it's what's it's a fight between the overworld and the underworld in that. Then and That was the next like, point. Both like, of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, the original games, the original games and whatnot on like Atari and things like that either had no music or the same loop. Yeah, it wasn't very memorable. Like, but M Mario hits the scene and you go down a pipe in the same, in World 1-1 and it changes. Yep. Like that's, like they were really thinking orchestrally when they, when Koji Kondo made that thing. Like he was thinking of the, the the tone that the piece should be when you enter a world that's black and green versus bright and yellow and, <laughs> yeah. and blue. And, like, think about it. World 1-1, there were at least four different themes that are in that. There's the overworld theme, there's the underworld theme, there's the star theme, and then there's the... The fanfare. All had to be written for this, you know, 8-bit game that look that looks like this. That yeah. they only had so much space for on the, oh, tiny, on the ROM like, card. Oh, there yeah. are a couple kilobytes for each of these songs, um, max. But it, it packs was, so much depth and feeling and nostalgia into I remember those. the feeling I got particularly, uh, the, the dungeon theme in that, like when all the bricks would turn white and you saw lava and it would play that tune. Yeah, it was something that you can't even do with your mouth. But, um, 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 I just like remember crunching up and climbing up and like, oh my god, I can't die. It well, was terrifying. You know when it's especially terrifying is in the later stage where you have to go the right way. Yes. To make Amazing. the level yeah. stop. You yeah, run out of was time. it four four and, and then eight four? Yeah, and you again. have to listen to the ding ding. Uh -uh. Oh, and then uh, what was one of the most brilliant things in gameplay and music combined is when you got down to ninety nine seconds. The music would double time. That's right. It'd freak you out. Yep. 
then you go on that. When you're underworld and under run out of time, it was the worst because you knew you had to get that warp pipe back up to the surface. Yeah. At some point within that 99 seconds, I always freaked out when I was underworld and ran out of start running out of time. I always thought it was interesting that even the sound effect of Mario jumping was in key. Yeah. With the rest of the piece, you know, it like it was. I mean, it was bending. Like if you playing a guitar, it was like like, and. Interestingly enough, I saw there's an episode of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon where Shigeru Miyamoto's on it, yeah. sitting in with the roots, with the guitar. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, talk about just shattering your face, <laughs> you know? I Miyamoto playing the theme with the roots, yeah. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Speaking of Mario, though, Mario uh, is interesting because we have that iconic theme. But was it only in Super Mario Brothers originally? Definitely changed when we went to two. Yep. And changed again when we went to three. I, I feel well, like there was a version of it in they, three at some point. They pulled it into two, actually. When you go into the negative world, you throw a potion, go through the door, it plays a slower version of the 1-1 one, one theme. Oh, okay. And you only hear it a couple seconds because you gotta, the, the yeah, door you gotta closes up. again. But yeah, it's in there. Yeah. I think, I think it is in every game since. But it wasn't the main backing track no. for anything except that one well, game. They theme. had a new one for each one. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's like as iconic as the Superman theme or the Star Wars theme. Oh, well, by John Mar Williams, yes. All <laughs> by John Williams. Yeah, and Koji Kondo versus John Williams. Fight, you know? Yeah. That's a good fight. I'd put that in there <laughs> for sure. Okay, so moving on, we jumped up to uh, the SNES and the Sega Genesis. Uh, we get the rockin' beats of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the Yeah, it's like the long version of the title theme. Yeah. Leading up to they do the flyby across like Green Hill Zone. I forget the island it's on. The island, the world is called Mobius, but the island has a name now. You should remember it. Now that stuff, like, I don't Green Hill Zone? Maybe something like that, but they like. Green Hill Zone is the name of the first level. Yeah, right. but that like the land that the game took place on was. It's called, oh, okay. I think, but they like pan across it, and then you have like the the circle with Sonic the Hedgehog, and he pops up out of it. That was in the later yeah, ones. Yeah, that's right. But that's he pops right. up out of it like to the end strains of the tune of that long form. It was awesome. But yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog had took advantage of Genesis, the Sega Genesis's um blast processing no not really <laughs> but they took um advantage of the higher i guess ram that would be in the no, system no it just had a different or sound just more chip. storage it had different it had sound more, chip as well yeah, yeah but it's more advanced more sound mm -hmm. and made some really classic tunes like everybody remembers the casino hill zone yeah uh, casino night bam. oh wait i'm picking a that's from two i think it is yeah yeah that's the one that's in my head. but yeah most of the music I remember, because it's the ones I played most recently, are the Sonic and Knuckles themes. Sure. Like the one when, oh, I forget, but they're in the airship. It's like electric ship zone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called. It's like the second, the second set of stages in Sonic and Knuckles. But that theme is iconic, and Terry can pull it up and overlay it over this. Because <laughs> I'm not going to hum it, because it's a little too intricate for me to hum. But also, um, some of my favorite music from the Sonic series is from the Sonic Hedgehog 3. I love Sonic 3. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is my favorite Sega game, period. Oh, they played all the way through. The, yeah. Yeah. Getting all the way, getting past Supersonic to Hypersonic. There's oh, a yes. Hypersonic? Yeah, if you played through them both, you got all the Chaos Emeralds. You turned into Hypersonic, who I believe was like pink. Yeah, you could jump through the yeah. top. Whoa, well, that's like uh, foreshadowing to Super Saiyan God when he had pink hair. Super Saiyan God, yeah, Super Saiyan God, exactly. 
And then Sonic's just Super Saiyan got Super Saiyan. Yeah. No. So, yeah, so... Um, Super Sonic Saiyan. <laughs> Super Sonic Saiyan. So, yeah, so the interesting fact, I think I might have mentioned it on another episode of the podcast, but in case I haven't, Sonic um, the Hedgehog 3, the music was composed by the standard Sonic composer. I forget what his name was, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Sonic composer. But also, Michael Jackson composed like the king of pop king of pop himself composed a lot of those themes and he didn't want his name in the credits of the game because he didn't want to overshadow the work that they were doing because a was like work for hire for him Uh and also he was like i don't want people to buy this because michael jackson's on it he already had michael jackson's moonwalker on the genesis for that and in the arcade well and wasn't that all happening also at the time all the scandals were breaking about him yeah that sounds about (laughs) right but having a little mike bison type moment (laughs) yeah but at the same time knowing michael jackson from what people that close to him have known him they're like he probably was honest about saying he didn't want his name on it his publicists were like also because of this other stuff that you may or may not have done you don't want to be on it but so here's the thing in the other podcast i think you had a different reason which was that he wasn't satisfied with the power of the sega genesis to the i I, i'd read something about that before then but i also heard like that was an article I read like a couple months ago. But prior to that, the story I had always heard was he didn't want his name on it. I prefer that one. And <laughs> yeah, for him to be like, this isn't strong enough. But he he composed Michael Jackson's sounding songs. Like if you listen to them, they with that knowledge in mind, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, they're inspired by his like music. And he wrote a lot of like he didn't write all of his songs, his popular songs, but he wrote a lot of them. You can kind of hear that in them, like musically. There is an but. interesting thing about the Sonic series, though which makes it different from the Mario series, or even the Mega Man series for that matter. Uh, every Sonic game sounds different. Yeah. Like, there is not a official Sonic theme that I know of. Am I correct in that? Like, the opening theme is kind of the closest, and then they've redone Green Hill Zone so many times, that's kind of the unofficial theme, because every other Sonic game has a Green Hill Zone mm, yeah. analog in it. It has a similar sounding music, but Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 like had totally different sound palettes. Yeah. And then everything, all the 3D ones kind of had their own thing, including, we didn't, we'll get to that later, but including like pop stylings. Yeah. For some reason. For sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to 16-bit. Yeah, I mean, well, that, the, the other side of the equation is the Super Nintendo. Which I know, I, I don't have any nostalgia for the Genesis I wasn't playing at the time, so all this stuff, like, I only know it through bands that have covered those songs now, <laughs> yeah. and so now I really know, like, there's this band called Kirby's Dream Band that did a whole bunch oh. of Sonic songs, and uh, now I know it from that album oh, yeah. more than anything. Uh, but the Super Nintendo, I think, had some of my, my favorite music. Chrono sure. Trigger? Chrono Trigger! That's the one that I bet that was on mm. everybody's list as soon as we that, that's, started That's what I, I just blurted in the setting, because I thought yep. we might as well get straight it's to all, it. It's one of those, it's classical yeah. music, and it's one of those games that came through and made me think that video game music is the new classical music. It's all, mm. uh, it's all orchestral, it is, there's no lyrics, mm. and it's something that's used to emote, you know, to emote. Yeah, there's meaning and feeling behind it, and you use that music to express those feelings and emotions. Yeah, and uh, Square was, were their masters of it at the time, particularly, like, they did amazing things with Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. Uh, Chrono Trigger, I mean, I just love everything about. <laughs> the way that Chrono Trigger begins really sets the tone. Like, you're going to have great music in this and great sound design. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there was an Oscars for video games, like, that would have won far and away. Just the... <laughs> yeah. As the build starts... Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, it had, like, timpanies. Like, oh, it was, it was, it was an amazing, amazing swell. That whole thing. 
and you that, felt powerful going into that thing. It speaks to the Super Nintendo's again more advanced sound, sound than the Genesis, yeah. uh, and that was part of their uh, their marketing for a long time. During mm. that, the versus Genesis was play it loud, play it loud because they Super had, Nintendo has a better sound processor than the Genesis. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah, that was their answer to Sega does what Nintendo. Yep. Play it loud. It was not as effective, but it was true because it had some great. It was very, pretty effective. It stuck with us to this <laughs> day. Well, so what are the themes from Chrono Trigger that you can really remember? I can remember the, the airship, obviously. Magus's theme is the one that always sneaks into my Magus's head just randomly. Really See, I will if I do something great in my life, I play Lucas theme. I was always partial to Frog's theme, which is very medieval sounding. And uh, he should get a game. Actually. Frog should get a game. <laughs> Frog the game. That'd be good. He should have had a name that was not Frog then. Glenn, I guess he had. Yeah, Glenn. it was Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> it was Glenn. He had green hair. Yeah. Um, they all had great ones. I the, mean, the uh, the one that really I thought was it was amazing in that was when you go back in time the first time and you have that cave caveman thing. Oh, uh, yeah. What's her name? Arya. Ila. 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 Her theme is great. Yes. Just when you get there the whole time. And just like the exciting theme of that game, and a lot of RPGs. A lot of RPGs had a certain theme or tone that would kick in, that would be like, this is gonna be important and this is gonna be hard, so yeah. pay attention. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like jumping between stuff or running from something or you're getting knocked over by like a dinosaur or something like that. Which is really good sound design because once you keep you engaged, and the, the music was so awesome, for the whole game, you could just be like, oh, I'm, I'm digging this music while I'm playing around. And then it's like, now you have to pay attention because Lavos is here. Yeah. Or something. Was that the first game that was shipped with a CD? It wasn't shipped with a CD. I wish it was. I would have that I CD. I think it came out late. Oh, maybe when it came out for PlayStation, they yeah. had a CD. Yeah. Or uh, you could put it, you could put this PlayStation disc because it was a CD-ROM in a CD player and listen to the tracks. Mm -hmm. They had them ordered so that they were come up. Because you could do that with any PlayStation CD and listen to the music. But they were just like sound files, so they yeah. weren't even necessarily like cohesive. But I think it, for the Chrono Trigger like re-release, they numbered them and everything, like name, like titled them. So if you had a CD player back then that had read CD script or whatever, they were encoded called. the same way yeah. that a normal music yeah. CD was because Sorry, they were yeah. just playing CD audio during the game. Yeah. So you could put it in a CD player and listen and just to it. treat it like you could see the titles. It would say Fox theme and stuff like that, as opposed to just being track number one. But Chrono, oh, good. I remember like Chrono not only was great with the uh, orchestra orchestration everywhere, but when silence was used, it was yeah. very powerful. Like, when Chrono dies in that game, the, Spoiler! Sound, the sound cuts. And you're just like, oh my god, what is happening? And something pivotal is happening, and it just, like, it feels wrong after playing a game with such a dramatic soundscape. And then they, they use silence again in Magus's castle. Yeah, well, right. I don't remember a part where there's just footsteps, like it's si the music oh, silence, so you just weird. hear footsteps. Yes. And it's very ominous. Well, like, Magus's castle, you're going through, and it's mostly silent. Uh, even during the battles of, like, the minor battles, it's silent. You just hear the sound. But when you get to Magus himself, the Dark Wind howls. And then it starts yeah. building up his theme. Oh, and, the, oh, and aren't, the, aren't the lamps coming yes, on? Yes, yeah, you're walking up, the lamps come up. up yeah. They start, And he's just, he's not facing you, and then he just starts talking, and then the theme builds during his speech. And then, right when the swell comes up, you start fighting him. It's so powerful. <laughs> Oh my god, I want to play that game right now! <laughs> See? The music, listen, like, the music is getting me so jacked up and excited, it's incredible. Like, those, there was something in that. That was, I think, when I knew, and I still believe this to this day, that orchestral music will always be more powerful than modern music. Any sort of rock, any sort of pop, any sort of rap, any sort of R&B will never touch you. <laughs> my only caveat to that is, 
any song in the last couple like Disney CGI movies because those <laughs> that music has been from like Frozen. Even like Wreck-It Ralph are a pretty good song, but Frozen Moana songs are just like hit you, hit me right here and it bring a tear to my eye because they're just. But that's a. We're going to need to have a separate podcast about Moana because I hate Moana. Oh my oh, god! Wow. I hate hot Moana. take. <laughs> yeah, hot take. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, my ass is shiny. <laughs> It's, yeah. Character didn't need to be in the freaking movie. <laughs> I can go for a long time. We'll do that up another time. But the point is, like, that's when I realized the effect that an orchestral theme can really have on a person. Because yeah. it's the only thing I know that can make you scared, make you happy, make all, you all within cry. the same piece sometimes. Yeah, all in the same way, and especially when it's uh, paired with a story like Chrono Triggers. I mean, it, it, there are some tough parts yeah. of that game. And when that, I don't care what you say, when that dinosaur shows up for the first time and that head is the do, biggest do, thing you've ever seen. Do, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. So, uh, some of the games that took their original theme and improved upon it, but mm -hmm. kept with the same magic. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me is Mega Man X. That game starts so rock and roll, next level robot. Yeah. Like, that is the coolest. They never take it. It's still all original in that game. Like, yeah. they, they never use music from elsewhere in the series that I'm aware of. I think the password select screen is similar to the other one. No, I think it's different, actually. They might use it again in future X's. Oh, that's the original. Is that the, like Mega Man 1? I just know that from X. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that is the same. We'll have to figure that out. If you Oh, if you know anything. Please let us know at home. But man, Mega Man X was the first one that I was like, holy crap. This has the <laughs> same idea and tone, but we are extreme yeah. this time around. Look at all these extra channels we have. This kind of sounds like a guitar. Let's use it all the time. Yeah, like Zero's theme. Zero's theme is amazing. Storm Eagle's theme is probably, that's probably still my favorite like theme of all the Mega Man games. You know, I love Mega Man 2's soundtrack as a whole. Storm Eagles theme just, that's the one that, like, I have a hard time, lots of times, like any song I like a lot, remembering the, comparing the title of a song with what it is. Because it has to have like, very, it has to be in the, words have to be in the song, basically for me to know what the name of the song is, for lots of things. But then like that one, I'm just, every, it pops in my head like Storm Eagle. Yeah. With 100% confidence, which I don't do, I don't remember anything with 100% confidence. But Storm Eagle, I know exactly how that one is. I know how it starts. I know how it plays for the entire thing. You know, a lot of that actually reminds me of uh, the Street Fighter II soundtrack. Yeah. Oh. Kind of pulls in like Guile's theme. Reminds me a little bit of Storm yeah. Eagle, like or you know, instrumentational wise, which makes sense. They're made by the same developer. All good though. All good. Yeah, we'd be remiss not to talk about like some of those fighting games had great themes as well. I mean, Street Fighter is a game that has held on to its original music all the way through. Starting at two, because nobody played the first. <laughs> Somewhat, because in four they had some weird new metal rap thing that sounded like Linkin Park that was garbage for the opening theme. But not for Ryu's theme. Yeah, they still have oh, like, oh, the characters. But the char yeah, the character yeah. themes yeah, have mostly continued. They've done new themes for some games, but then come back to them and then DLC. Like I think in the Street Fighter Five, they just put out, I believe, Ryu's original stage mm -hmm. with the Ryu's original music. And in Smash Brothers, uh, Wii, oh, yeah. Wii U, that you put Mark Ryu in there and they put in his original stage with his original music. And it was awesome. I think in the remix too. Yeah, they, they had the two versions yeah. of oh, man. Smash Brothers, like when they take all the old themes and re, you know, jigger them 
Uh-huh. In an orchestral way. Yes. Like, oh my god. Me Melee is the one that I remember the music really coming well, Melee had a ton time. of great stuff, yeah. yeah. I, the because... Fire Emblem themes. Yeah. Right. I didn't even know Fire Emblem, but I still know all those themes because <laughs> of Smash Brothers. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Exactly. Uh, before we jump off Super Nintendo, I do have to mention the Donkey Kong Country theme. Oh, yeah. That was a whole other wonderful. platform. Yeah, I mean... It sounded very different from all the other games didn't before. It, really. Did that have its own like sound chip on the cartridge too? Because I thought it had like a chip uh, for the they, they used, that I think, first rare game that came yeah. out. They they used uh, a different two. chip in a lot of those games, and I'm pretty sure yeah they probably okay. did in that one. Um, yeah, it was very moody. It was um, environmental kind of more so yeah. than a lot of them, and it used it, it sounded like real instruments in a lot of it. Boy, when you were um, when you were flying with like the parrot in those ones where you had to like navigate the thorns. Like, that, yeah, that'll always that be permanently country too. Yeah, but still permanently stuck in my head of like, <laughs> this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and this music is literally here to soothe me. During <laughs> yeah. it. Versus, but the cool thing about that, the reason I bring that game up is because that game starts with the original Donkey Kong theme and Cranky Kong playing it through yeah. a little doo -doo -doo, <laughs> doo 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 doo, and then Donkey Kong shows up with a bomb. And blows it up and shows yeah. up with a boombox. Yeah. You're like, like, this is what this game is about. I'm radical now. This is radical Donkey <laughs> Kong. But that, that, to me, that's the perfect way of embracing the old and bringing in the new at the same time. And creating something totally different. Yeah. Like, it was cool. It was aggressive. It was fun. Uh, I don't think even the Mario games did that. No. At that first stage, when you, you first jump into Donkey Kong Country, it has so many movements in that one track. Like, if you listen to it, it, there's like five different segments to that song. It's like five different songs meshed into one. Uh, it's it's good. I have to go back and listen to that. I haven't yeah. played it in 20 years. It starts. Yeah, and sound effects <laughs> were part <laughs> of the song. Which which Donkey Kong was that from? That's Donkey Kong Country One. That is okay. So I do remember one song. And I think they brought it back when they redid those two games for the Wii. I think that they yeah. did bring the original. Which are great. Those are good. Yeah. They just didn't get nearly enough like. Publicity. No, they didn't. But they sold like crazy. Uh, people didn't talk about them, but they were they they were some of the top sellers for the Wii, uh, the the original Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's one game that was really interesting, that showed up and had music kind of as a backbone for part of it. Uh, it was not a standard game. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? But the music from it is iconic, and everyone knows it. Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's like eight things jumped to mind. On Super Nintendo? On the Super Nintendo. Is a unique a game, game, but unique. everyone knows the music. Everyone knows the music. Oh, you gotta tell me. Yeah, you gotta. We're stumped. There was a fly swatter involved. Ah, uh, Mario Paint. Mario Paint. <laughs> yeah. The music part of Mario Paint was incredibly intricate. <laughs> yeah. And they can they continue that later with Super Mario Maker took a lot of things DNA from Mario Paint. It's basically like the new Mario Paint without being a graphics editor. Uh, is you there the sound it. thing in it? Oh, it does all the sound things. There's a fly swatter game in it. It's got everything. There is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a little Easter egg. That's what's getting me. Well, it's cool. It was a graphics program that had three uh, background musics that you could pick from. Like well, like. Photoshop does not come with background music. <laughs> it does <laughs> not. And there is not a frog sound effect. No. Or a baby sound effect. <laughs> oh, yeah, making your own music in that was really fun. I like the car a lot as an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> the car as an instrument. That was great. But, you know, Super Nintendo, we went pretty far. But the next generation, 
this is when real music started to show up. Like, yeah, like CD Perfect Sound. You could put voices that didn't sound like garbled garbage, like an altered beast. You know, the raw from your grave, <laughs> which everybody remembers. And probably you didn't know they're saying rise from your grave because it was unintelligible. Yeah. But yeah, then you started having pop music and stuff too. I, I was trying to think what the first popular like music song that was on a video game was. I can't think of anything. The first one that comes to mind for me for like pop music bringing, uh, coming to the home console that everyone played was Tony Hawk 1, actually. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was on PlayStation 1. So yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk 1 would Tony Hawk 1 like brought, and at the time, like I wasn't super into music. I didn't know a whole lot about it, but I was like, I like this. And it was all like pop punk and ska and even some hip hop in there. And it was really good. Uh, and it was stuff that I had not been exposed to. And then I was like, let me, oh, these are bands. They have other music. Let me go check them out. Uh, it was great. Yeah, that was also, the, the, the music was not dependent on the, it was a, it was like in movies where you went from themes to soundtracks. Yeah. And that was the first game I remember with a soundtrack, yeah. you know? And every, uh, yeah, it would randomize. And uh, you only got two minutes of each song because every play session Tony Hawk like was two minutes long. Yeah. long. And I remember there was one song, uh, there was Gutter Mouth's I'm Destroying the World. It was, the, the track was actually two minutes long. The song was. Nice. So it was the only one that fit perfect. It didn't have to fade out. <laughs> Everything else had to fade out. Yeah, because it's only that Tony Hawk 2, which I think was also for PlayStation 1? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one through three. three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was um, You by Bat Religion, which I loved, and that song's like a minute and like 45, <laughs> like 55 seconds. So you just get like a little bit of silence at the beginning before the song kicks in. Mm -hmm. That like turned me on and they're one of my favorite bands of all time. After hearing that song, I was like, I've got to hear more of this because this music's awesome. Yeah. But and, it was a very different flavor than, you know, then, the original yeah, 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 tracks. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't crafted to make you have feels about what you're doing in the game. It wasn't crafted to hone your experience, but it was handpicked and um, catered to the gameplay at hand and the audience that was playing the game, like especially like Tony Hawk 1. Yeah, they I knew mean, people loved it. Yeah. Skate, skating yeah, it was, was all about music stuff. and yeah. it was all about, It was all part know. of the skater subculture. So they were like, let's get those bands and those tracks that people love about this and put in there. Now you lose a little bit of that, like this was made just for this game. It was made just for me to feel yeah. the agony of when Chrono, spoiler, dies. <laughs> but at the same time, it brought in, it brought in like, it continued the extreme era where they were like, oh, we can do it bigger and better. We can just have bands make music for our games. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's what they wanted to do. I don't know if Madden jumped on yet to use those kind of songs. In PS2 and, and on, they oh, certainly yeah. they definitely did. did yeah. But, um, I, yeah, Tony Hawk might have been the first one. It was the first like big mainstream yeah. one that I remember. Because ah, uh, Jet I know, Moto. Jet Moto, yeah, it was a launch title, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I know there was a game and I guess it, the Saturn come up before PS One? Uh, yes. Yeah. Very shortly. So this game I think was for the Saturn. It was an arcade game. But I don't know if it came up before or after the PlayStation. It was Aerosmith based, I believe. <laughs> it was like Revolution X. <laughs> yes, Revolution X. <laughs> Which I believe had an original Aerosmith song yeah, in it, or, I, or two. <laughs> I remember. I remember they had a, that a version of that on the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, it did. It did and yeah. it didn't have CD audio, obviously. Yeah. But you had to play. Oh god, <laughs> Revolution X. You had a gun that shot CDs. You had to shoot CDs at things, like first-person style shooter in the game, and it was. I think it was a light gun game, even. Yeah, some corporation and evil government taking over the world, not letting people play music. So the power of Aerosmith is going to free the people by firing CDs and all these dudes in suits. I'm almost certain it was a Saturn version. I remember reading about that in Electronic Gaming Monthly and being like, what? <laughs> did the Saturn have a gun for That was the appropriate. Yeah, no, for, for, for a virtual cop. 
Oh. That was one. Of, I think it was one of the launch titles, or at least one of the titles that it was created for. And the 100 people that bought a Saturn in America probably really enjoyed it. You play House of the Dead with it, too. House of the Dead 1 was on Saturn. Was it? Jeez, like what? Yeah. The, are you sure on Saturn? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's why I wanted the Saturn so much when I was a kid. I was like, I want to, need to play House of the Dead at home. But <laughs> yeah, I never ended up getting one. Yeah. That being said, there were some great orchestral tracks that came out during that time. Oh, Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mario 64. That has some of the best music in gaming, period. And they they were forced to because they had to use MIDI still at the time. Yeah. They did not have CD <laughs> oh, audio. Right. It was all cartridge-based, so they had to use the MIDI. But yeah, N64 had great soundtracks. Yeah. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of well, there's the one. Yeah. 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 There's, I mean, again, I brought this up uh, in another podcast, but Blast Core had amazing mm. music in all those rare games, really. Rare anything yeah. would have. Battletoads had amazing music back not to go back to the NES too much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Battletoads did. You know what the cool thing about Battletoads? We're going. <laughs> you know what the cool thing about Battletoads was too? Two themes. One for playing, one for pause. Oh yeah. <laughs> My parents drove them nuts because I'd pause the game and go do something else. He'd be like, it's, this name thing is playing over and over again. They actually uh, recently released that theme, uh, that whole soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, nice. So you can buy the original Battletoad soundtrack for NES. <laughs> And and I, is it green? Is it green? It's green, yes, it's green. You put it on your turntable and you just say, yeah, you put, boom, 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 Well, boom, I, I believe the last track is that title and they just play it until it fades out, until the That's runs so out. cool. Nice. Yeah. Now, um, since we did go back there, there was one that we missed. Like, there was a console that had even less power than the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, and that was the Game Boy. But oh, Game yeah. Boy also produced some iconic, iconic music. It's very true. The Kirby's Dreamland. Soundtrack <laughs> is amazing, and that is used in every single Kirby game ever. That same little dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I know it from Smash Brothers. It's well, that one's actually not the first yeah. one. That's uh. Oh, what? That's Wispy Woods, wasn't it? No, that's a different one. Oh. What am I thinking? Uh, that's Gourmet Race. Gourmet Race. Oh. Yeah, Gourmet Race didn't start until Kirby Superstar. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Gourmet Race was in Dream. They had to break out no. your Game Boy and play Let it. Let us know. Dreamland, uh, do, 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 Yeah, that one. Oh, um, okay. Which Gourmet was, was in every single game. Now, going I think the one that wasn't them all was King Dedede's theme. So when you're playing King Dedede, that's in all of them. I'm pretty sure. But I think that's the only one. Yeah. I think I think the one you were just da, na, 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 na. no what well, would that, you, that's what were you just saying? This is hilarious. <laughs> they sound very similar to me. Okay, that one is in it. That's Kirby's main theme, right? I don't know if that's in, in Kirby's Adventure on the NES. I don't know if it's in Kirby Two. I love that theme. I don't know, but they're all in Smash Brothers because they were all so classic that they carried them along forward. But Mario Land is the other one that had a. I don't think I played theme. it with the music off, so I don't know that music. Yeah, the, uh, oh, I, I don't think they carried any of those songs over either. Well, because a lot of them were just like the Can Can theme was the, uh, you got the stars. Like, doo, 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 I do remember that. That's right, I forgot about that. Um, uh, but yeah, Mario Land was great. And was, uh, what was the song though? I can't well, remember. The, the, doo, 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 doo. There's two Asian dudes online who do it on guitar and violin. Go find it. It won't be linked below because I'll forget. 
Click, go find it. But the, the Game Boy sound processor was gave birth to a whole new genre of real world music called chiptune. Yeah. And chiptunes uh, almost exclusively used Game Boys for a long time, like all the artists, oh. because they were portable. Yeah, there's a fella that I used to work with in my past life before I was an ice cream connoisseur, you know, ice cream <laughs> purveyor, <laughs> that he actually has a. 8-bit orchestra that he uses a bunch of, I think he uses 8 or 10 game, original Game Boy like sound chips, um, I think it might even be original Game Boys, yeah. like chained together and use them to program music. And yeah. he does like chiptune shows. So there's this whole underground scene called chiptune and I know uh, at the time in the aughts in New York it was a pretty big thing, like you would go to a club and people would be playing chiptune and they'd be dancing to it and they'd be programming it in real time and it was basically a dude up on stage with like four or six Game Boys and they wrote uh, custom software to use the sound chip. Yeah. So they'd program each of these Game Boys, plug them all in, and... Uh, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. One of the more famous ones, uh, his name is BitShifter, and uh, his famous album was called Information Information Chase. Uh, if you if you hear anything, Chiptune, uh, the, the title track, uh, Reformat the Planet. Reformat the Planet's incredible. Play that. It's good. You heard him. <laughs> Let's do it. So, to kind of wrap things up, what would you say are the most iconic themes that you can think of, and I, I'm happy to start. The the Final Fantasy theme, I think, is one of the most iconic themes that traveled from game one, and what are we on, 15 now? Yes. And it's there, it, whether it's just on the intro screen or just after you, Yeah. fanfare themes and its original theme, those are some of the coolest to listen to over the years. Start all the way back with the first Nintendo one and listen to the improvements that were made by mm. Seven, listen to the improvements now. And now we live in this awesome world where people are just recomposing these things and doing them well. There's a woman, uh, Tina Gu, Guau, who uh, was on the Wonder Woman team and is, oh. part of, is part of that team. And she's been releasing a bunch of video game ones, including uh, Legend of Zelda, oh, nice. which again is another one of those classics. She did the Pokemon one, and uh, I think she did another one too, but I can't remember it. But you know, what are some of those iconic themes? You know, Zelda, uh, for sure. Everyone knows that. Mario, everyone knows that. Final Fantasy, everyone knows that. What are some of the other ones? Ones that come to mind uh, for me, uh, Metal Gear had a lot of great music, and I know they used a lot of their themes from the old days. Um, and like the 3D ones and stuff? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. 3D ones, they just brought them back and made them more grittier, solid snake, you know. <laughs> As his beard grew and got more grizzled. <laughs> Uh, and, and specifically, like, in, in terms of, I think a lot of it is uh, the fanfares from lots of games or what they carry over, like, Zelda particularly, like, doo-doo-doo-doo, like, yeah. that is, that is kind of, like, genre-busting, generation-busting, like, everyone knows that. It brings you right back to your childhood as soon as you hear it. And they use it in every game except for maybe two, because two is weird. <laughs> Just like Castlevania 2. Yeah. And Mario 2. All, All the sequels in Nintendo were weird. Ah! <laughs> the sequel to this podcast will be weird. Yeah. We'll be uh, sitting in different spaces. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, uh, of like other ones. Um, but we talked about a lot of them. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones that we, that we missed. I mean ones that hit you square in the gut. And just make you glad to be alive. <laughs> Super Mario RPG, I think... Uh, had some music that will just, anytime I hear it, I will start crying. Like, I will literally <laughs> be in tears. Because they made that, that was beautiful music, you know? Mar uh, Yoshi's Island, Ugh. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Every track on that was incredible. <laughs> 
and I just remember the athletic theme, particularly, uh, which Oh, yeah! It sounds like an old-timey sort of, uh, 30s song. <laughs> it's really good. Riding around at the speed of sound. <laughs> I was not knowing what lyrics I can't remember the lyrics right now. But Sonic Adventure, just the opening of this song, Sonic Adventure 2, opening with him running down, like we talked about before, running down a big hill, and like in the San Francisco style place where Bass Star comes in, just and it starts with this song you would never imagine to hear in a Sonic game, because Sonic Adventure had like kind of orchestral song, but like the pop song that I think was also Crush 40 recorded was at the end of the game. But this opened with it, and then you had a bunch of themes throughout it, but that was like the iconic one everyone knows because everyone's played that stage that has played the game. And then the ending um, song when you're fighting the last boss, when you're supersonic and you're flying around in space, mm-hmm. and you just hear, live and learn, <laughs> hanging on the edge of tomorrow, <laughs> And it's the same band with the same like, chunky-ass bass, but it's amazing just because they put so much effort into it. And I think that's the full circle. I think yeah. what, 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 like that's a band that was clearly inspired by these original tunes and whatnot, and then they were asked to make music for a game, but it's not just, but like, yeah, like you said, they clearly put their heart into it yeah. and took elements of the game. Now, I got a bone to pick with one part of Sonic Adventure 2. One part? <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles' theme is ridiculous. It's a rap song about what it's like about to what be in a kid. Yeah, about what he's doing, about him being a kid and what he's doing at the time, which makes it worse. But the Pumpkin Hill track, as bad as it is, is a guilty pleasure of mine. Because he just, he says Pumpkin Hill like eight times in the rap, and it loops, it's only like a 40 second lap, rap sort of loops, but he says it like every other line. <laughs> so you have knuckles, but he sounds like Ghostface Killer to me a lot, and I just always imagine his Ghostface doing these songs. I know it's not him, because I've looked it up, but it's, in my head, it's always going to be him, my head cannon. <laughs> it's Ghostface doing this for free, he didn't want his name put on it, because he didn't want to overshadow Knuckles. If we're going to talk about rap, I would be remiss not the to talk about Def Jam Vendetta. Oh, oh, God. I love Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> There's the other side of the equation <laughs> when musicians entered video games. Like, that's when we knew we made it, right? Yeah, Def Jam Vendetta was a wrestling game. It was on, I know it was on GameCube, that's why I had it for. Yeah. I guess it was on PS2. It was probably on Xbox. And I'm sure yeah. it was everywhere. But it was like a wrestling game in a ring, but you picked rest, like different rappers were the, the oh, characters. So Fat fun. Joe was an enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Red Man and his move were just, he stomps on you with his Thames over and over again. <laughs> Method Man could do flips and stuff for some reason. <laughs> Why are we playing this game more? This sounds so good. My Dreamcast, what did I have a machine? My sister sold my Dreamcast after I loaned it to her a couple years ago. <laughs> and it sounds way better than 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. <laughs> Another rapper. So, did you know about that one, Terry? <laughs> I, I was doing that, that phase of video games where you missed it. It was on like PS2 yeah. and Xbox. Oh my God. So, he is, somebody steals his like jewel encrusted skull. <laughs> that he, that he has no he like, way. This he like, is real. He, he like went to perform for like this for like the king of Saudi Arabia or something, or like a fictional like Middle Eastern country, and they give him a jewel encrusted crystal skull as like his payment for performing. So then someone steal like terrorists steal it from him. So him and his homeboys strap up and go to get it back by fighting these terrorists in the desert. Fifty Cent fights terrorism. And Good. I'm thinking Good. they had his like his. His Uber was in it, but I don't know if he did any any um, original songs for the game. But it was definitely songs did from his. Did he voice himself? Yeah, he. I believe he voiced himself. He formed a company to make the sequel, unless that was a sequel. There was a game that he formed a company to make, and it went under so bad because the game tanked <laughs> so hard. 
50 cents. But he, he had two. It was also a Kiss Psycho games. Circus game. Yes, there was. I remember that. Was that an arcade? And then also no, that was castles? a PC game. PC, okay. It was on Dreamcast, too. Yeah. It was a first-person shooter. Uh, it was kind of it, that very... Speaking of Aerosmith. Seth MacFarlane kind of vein of kind oh. of like grim, dark, you know, mm. oh, look at these horrors, the eldritch horrors and kiss. You mean Todd McFarlane? Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane, yeah. Not <laughs> different McFarlane. Uh, yeah, yeah, Todd McFarlane, Spawn. You know, that's... Yeah. Uh, I get them all confused. No, oh, um... Yeah, I mean, there's there's the Mortal Kombat theme we'd be remiss. That one transitioned into movies. Like it's yeah, they kept the theme in the movie, which was awesome. And I don't know if any video game movie had done that because Mario, Super Mario Brothers, definitely did not <laughs> yeah. carry the music along. Why, why you got to bring that up all the way at the end of the podcast? Well, the Andy Double Dragon movie, I don't even think had. There was a Double Dragon live action movie in the early 90s. Uh, and I don't think that had the music from the game. It did not get a wide release, did it? Could yeah, it did. Really? It came up before, like, three yeah, Ninja I Turtles, I believe. So a lot of people didn't, like, catch on to it, but it definitely was out because I've seen it on video before. Wow. But uh, wasn't the shadow guy like not even in it? Shadow oh, Moses shadow. or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah, from the cartoon. I just, I just remember the cartoon mostly, yeah. yeah. The, okay. the old, one other like uh, iconic theme that I just remembered, Metroid. Oh. Metroid, where we, we didn't talk about it at all. Uh, when you get an item, that's in every game. Do, 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 that's right. Every single game has that. Yeah, Metroid's one of those games that always had like I never really noticed the music because it was it was so melded into the gameplay that I was never like, oh, I love this track because it was all about exploration and you hear different music for different zones. But I remember if I didn't hate the music, that means I probably loved it and I was so comfortable <laughs> with it I didn't have to pick things out. If you go back though, um, I went back. It was like played Metroid recently, the original Metroid. Yeah. Um, Craig's theme is really good, really complex and weird. For is that the game. same music they used for him in that stage in Smash Brothers, or was it different? Uh, they they have a bunch of different tracks, okay. but I don't think they really use the Craig one because it's weird. And then the other there's like a march or very, something. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it, but it's very yeah. complex. Awesome. Metroid makes you cry. Metroidvania, he's got a shirt on him. Yeah. So it's it's really amazing how far this whole thing has gone. What started with little beeps and boops eventually became something that, you know, top performers are making tracks for games now as the primary, you know, like, and people are taking their love from those games and creating new metal songs and, and orchestral songs and all sorts of songs that I love that are from my childhood and really, uh, really hit you deep in there. And I think it's cool. What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Honestly. There's so much good media to consume and enjoy. Including this. Thank you so much for watching. Hey. Please let us know themes and songs that uh, we need to listen to or bands that are doing songs that we haven't heard about. Um, it's all good here. The, listen to the Megas. I highly recommend them. I know Chris highly recommends them. Yes. And then also, if you like Mega Man 2 music, or if you like Final Fantasy 7 music, uh, there's a, a rap artist called Mega Ran, who is like licensed by Capcom, so are the Megas, to make Capcom, like Mega Man music. So he has a bunch of Mega Man songs based, like Mega Man based songs. He's done a collaboration or two with the Megas, which is Mega awesome. Was that Mega Man based songs that, or no, based? Mega Man based. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, best of all, he's from Philly. He's yeah, local. It, he's Yay! from Philly. And then he, also, and he also has a um, Final Fantasy VII album, has two, called White Materia and Black Materia. Oh, and they're like cool. two, so they're like two compilations of like, they takes the Final Fantasy themes and he, I believe in those albums he raps as characters in the We need to the, get Mega right in the shop is what we gotta yeah. do. Yeah. Next time he's, a, he's him and see friend a lot in Philly soon. Oh, sweet. As of this tape. Come by here and get a free Sunday. Yeah.
<laughs> this won't be out in time. <laughs> Anytime. Hope you can. Thanks for coming by and getting that free Sunday, guys. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, guys. You know, this show, we do it for you. We love talking about video games, and we want to encourage you to come in, join the conversation, um, and talk video games with us. These guys will be here all the time. This is their place. This is Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. This has been Tubby Talk. I'm Terry. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you soon.